Learn more about the albums you love with Dissect, a music analysis podcast hosted by me, Cole Kushner, a lifelong musician and composer. Each season of Dissect dives deep into a single album, forensically dissecting the music, lyrics, and meaning of one song per episode. Our newest season is covering Tyler the Creator's Igor, a beautifully honest album in which Tyler explores love, communication, masculinity, and truth. Listen to Dissect today only on Spotify, because great art deserves more than a swipe. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Technique with Tom. Slicing an English muffin with a butter blade? Boulder Dash! Just pull apart with your hands and marvel in the nooks and crannies splendor. For each one is unique like a snowflake. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. This episode is brought to you by 7-Eleven. What if I told you you could get a big snack almost anywhere for less than five bucks? Let's talk 7-Eleven's $3 big meal deal with seven rewards. Big meal deal is a big bite hot dog and a large big gulp drink, and you won't find a better snack deal anywhere else. Here's what I put on my hot dog. Mustard. And that's it. That's it. I love a hot dog with mustard. Maybe if the chili, if I'm feeling it, if I'm feeling crazy, maybe a little chili, maybe a little nacho cheese, but I'm a hot dog and mustard guy. But if that sounds like your kind of bite, visit 7-Eleven. Valid through one seven twenty five. 7-Eleven has the right to end this promotion early. Plus tax, applicable on large, big gulp only. Participating U.S. stores only. See app for full terms. All rights reserved. Welcome to Food News. I'm Juliette Littman. And I'm David Jacoby. Let's put 30 minutes on the clock. 30 minutes. Huge lead story. Huge, Huge lead, story. lead story. This is new to me. You knew about it. I'm shocked. But um, first of all, shout out to Emily in Alaska, who's a friend of our, my colleague Vikram, who brought this to my attention, though not yours. Apparently, there's a man in Philadelphia going by the moniker Chicken Man. And Chicken Man has eaten rotisserie chicken, a full rotisserie chicken, for 40 days in a row, culminating last Sunday. Um, this is a wild story. The New York Times even did a profile on him. There was a lot of great details in the New York Times profile. But Jacoby, you've been tracking this. I what day? Oh, I've been I've been heavily covering aware? this. The idea that this is outside of your purview is sort of wild as a intense food journalist. But one thing <laughs> that this did for the city of Philadelphia, don't forget they lost the World Series, and so they were down. the MLS Cup. Yes, they were down, and Chicken Man revived the entire city of Philadelphia with his event that was amazing, well-attended, well-covered, but was not a party, and he made that clear. No, it is not a party. So Chicken Man's real name is, um, I believe it's Mike Tominski. I might be wrong about his first name, I'm going to be honest. Um, and he's originally brought up from Rhode Island and he moved to Philadelphia. And Chicken Man took this on for like truly pure reasons. He mm. did this because, quote, much of the world is in pain. And so he must do something that brings brings him pain to make others smile. Uh, he said, goes on, sounds weird, but I just felt like I was doing this for a very important reason. Originally, he was going to do it for 30 days, but then because of this sports situation and because he didn't feel like it was enough, he did it for, for, for 40. Um, some of his details about his physical transformation were really disgusting. He said Weird. that he could feel the pulse of his heart in his stomach and it would take two hours to eat 
each of the chickens, which were always completely eaten and usually his only meal of the day. He said that, like, it was so disgusting to have all the sodium that he basically wasn't, like, a functional human anymore. And he lost 16 pounds. And one of the weirdest things about my guy, Mr. Tominsky, he works at a restaurant. I just found that <laughs> odd. It was just like, oh, you work at a restaurant and you're doing this? Like, the people you work with, the chefs in the kitchen must be like, bro, stop. Well, maybe it's that this is why he did it, because he knows what joy food can bring to people or something. But mm. I don't know. Jacoby, do you feel joy based on Chicken Man? Like, did this help you through, like, the sorrow of the world? No, not at all. But I did get some secondhand joy at the event itself. He was went to an abandoned pier, put out a red carpet with a table there, put out a flyer around the city to have people show up. And just like hosting any party or doing any sort of live event, you're always afraid that people won't show. It's I can only imagine the joy that the he felt. Fear. Yeah, yeah. I just, yeah, it's like when you have a party, it's like a party starts at four. It's like 401. There's not a single person there. You're like, oh, my God, this is a failure. <laughs> and then by 530, you're like, everyone get the hell out of here. You know what I mean? Yeah, so please Chicken go Man, home. Chicken Man set this up and it was covered intensely by iPhones, by media. And it was a rallying thing. And he said it wasn't a party, but it felt very party-ish. And on the flyer at the bottom said, this is not a party. I was like, okay, cool. But it felt kind of like a party. He stood on top of the table at the end. They were chanting, and he ate those last morsels of chicken, and it felt less like an athlete winning a championship and more like a, a warrior conquering new land. Wow, that's deep. Okay. Um, yeah. I just want to correct myself. His name is Alex Tominski. I'm very sorry, Alex. I got Well, his there's name a Mike Tominski somewhere who's just like... Yeah, Shout yeah. out to Mike Tominski. Shout out um, to Mike. <laughs> I um I hope that Alex Tominski feels good about this. My main takeaway with Alex Tominski is like seems like he has good intentions and seems like a really bad hang. Like I do not want to hang out with this guy. Chicken or no chicken. Terrible hang. Terrible hang. He's intense. Like he eats <laughs> yeah. the chicken intensely. I, I feel like he's a really like good server or person at this restaurant, but like his colleagues don't like him because he's like too intense. He seems like a very intense person. Yeah. And I, as a fellow intense person, like I know that that can be too much. And I just know that me and Alex Tominski would not, would probably just wouldn't vibe. So I wish him the yeah. best, but he's not for me. Let's move on. Oh, man. <laughs> that kind of hurt. Yeah, that was tough. Sorry. <laughs> I don't maybe, know. It's just like, this is really Maybe this weird. is the start of like a Nora Ephron-esque romantic comedy. You've learned something on this podcast. How beautiful. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Next. Move on. Tropicana has made a new uh, product. It is a spray bottle that they say is a um, makes for a mimosa, a perfect mimosa. It you spray using their bottle orange juice into your champagne flute, and it's the it's the absolute perfect amount of orange juice for your beverage. And I've got questions, Jacoby. Do you want to be trying this, first of all? Question yes, one. Yes, absolutely. I want to try it on this show. And one thing I love about this product is it's not just a spray bottle. We all know what that is. It's a top. I think that Tropicana has kind of uniform top. So I believe it's just a top mm. that goes on a Tropicana Excuse me, you're um, correct. experience. But I also, it has three settings. So if you just want a whisper of Tropicana in your mimosa, you can get that. Or if you want the full experience, there's like one, two, and three, which I like. I like it too. I'm concerned about the spray. So champagne is often served in a champagne flute, mm. which has a very narrow opening, and I it's tall. I thought about this as well. I thought about and this as well. the picture in the press release shows I a know. very wide mouth wide, yes. glass. 
Yes, and there's a little cleanup. That's not how most people are drinking their mimosas. So are you even able to get the orange juice properly, properly into your glass? Like, I need to see this in action to really believe in it. Well, we were gifted some like great Gatsby style champagne glasses. You know what I mean? Uh Like those like with the wide rim. We have Uh those at my home, which I think would work. I was concerned about that as well. But I also, one thing I learned while reading this is uh, a bartender at the Ritz in Paris created the mimosa and he did half orange juice, half champagne, which is insane. That's that's (laughs) not even a drink. That's orange juice. (laughs) That sounds good, honestly. No, 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 no. My wife has famously ordered mimosa hold the orange juice before. That's really funny. Brunch. Yes, yes. That is, is that a Joey Jacoby staple. just getting champagne? No, I don't know. But she's done it multiple times, one of her bits, and it plays every time. That's really funny. That's also like um, getting Eggs Benedict with hollandaise on the side. It's like, can I get a mimosa with the orange juice on the side? Because yes. then it's just it's a totally different dish. Like it's poached eggs and champagne versus a Benedict and a mimosa. That's hilarious. I, I love that. I love a mimosa. I'm, I just I, I just have questions about this product. So I look forward to trying it. I do like a mimosa as well. And I do want to just warn all of our listeners, never, ever, 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 ever go to a bottomless brunch that involves very cheap Prosecco. It's not going to end well. No, you'll feel really shitty then like a few hours. Yes. You know, it's the worst, an afternoon hangover. It's just like, it's actually pretty hard to manage morning drinking. College students clearly do it the best based on for the football age. experience yeah. and age. <laughs> but it's really hard to manage. So be careful out there, people. Please do. Shall we move on? Yes. We're moving on to a story that seems controversial, but actually isn't. This is a story about a woman who makes a smoothie, including her placenta, that like or like a piece of her placenta from giving birth, and her husband also eats it as well. Um, she's a 24-year-old near new mom, and her name is uh, Tiana Rose. And I just don't think this is that weird. People do this all the time. This is somewhat of a normal thing. The fact that like my fiance is in the headline, but if you read the article, like yeah, he tried it once. And he I said, tastes so, like a smoothie. It's like yeah. I would like to juxtapose sort of her experience versus Chicken Man's. Whereas I feel like Chicken Man's heart is pure. You know what I mean? Where then when I read her article, it's like, oh, she's from Australia. She's a quote unquote content creator. Mm -hmm. So she's doing this for the clicks. She's doing this to get on food news. Whereas Chicken Man was doing it for the good of humanity. He went through pain to give you joy where she's just like, oh yeah, I put my placenta in a smoothie and I want to be in the New York Post. But one thing I did notice about the smoothie itself, I wouldn't mind if the smoothie looked a little less placenta-like. It's well, like pomegranates your, and blueberries. Yeah. She's like, like, bloody. <laughs> yes. It's like if if the if it was like a, a green smoothie or a purple smoothie or a, a peanut butter colored smoothie, I'd be much happier with it. But it does look like a big blended placenta. Yeah, because she's she wants to get some clicks, as you said. But like mm-hmm. this is pretty normal. Many people, I wouldn't say like majority, but like it is a thing that people preserve their placenta placenta and turn it into ice cubes, they put in smoothies, or they turn it, they put it into like little pills and it's like kind of these vitamins. It's like taking postnatal vitamins. Um, the other thing I noticed about this is that she did a, like a postnatal photo shoot and in it she's breastfeeding, which again is fine. Like it's not like we like see her boob, but she is like in the picture. One Like her husband yes. is like looking at the baby's face while she's breastfeeding. And again, like she just like wants attention for being a mom. And it's like, well, I guess and, we're and, giving and it what- to you. One of the pictures is her in her like um, birthing bath. Yeah, you know what I mean. 
Yeah. It's just like, she is doing this, so we'll talk about it. So I think we move on. I, I think so as well. And I also, minutes. I actually, what I don't like about it is I feel like it's like taking actually pretty normal stuff and trying to like sensationalize it. So Tiana Rose, rethink your strategy. Next, really excited good about name, this though. one. Tiana Rose is a good name though. It's a great name. It's a great name. I was just confused though. I was like, does she have a last name? But whatever. It's her last name Rose? Yeah, no. <laughs> Jalen Rose's sister, what's happening? Anna Jelvi, the Anna of Inventing Anna on Netflix is under house arrest in the East Village. She's currently paying more for rent than I do. Um, and she is hosting a dinner series out of her apartment. <laughs> She's like crowdsourcing everything she needs for this dinner, like including tablecloths and like place settings and I, I assume food. Uh, and gifts. Little, and also and gifts. gifts for the people. It was just like, this is, this was, this is a wild thing. The fact that we're calling her Anna Delvey is a little weird too. Yeah, her name is Anna Sorokin. That's her real name. <laughs> yeah, so why are we calling her Anna Delphi? <laughs> well, that's how she became famous. It's like calling sure. it's like calling the Rock the Rock. Like he wants to be called Dwayne Johnson, but I, I will continue to call him the Rock. <laughs> that's a great point. I cannot refute that. As much as I love to debate and disagree with you, like I will call the Rock the Rock forever. Who's Dwayne Johnson? No one. Dwayne. I'm like, There's no I mean, name would, recognition be so for Dwayne hard. If I like, met him in person, it would be so hard to be like, "Hello, Mr. Johnson." Yeah. Dwayne. Yeah. Dwayne, would you like? I'm going to the store. Would you like something? Like, I could never do that. Yeah, it's su- super weird. Anyway, she's crowdsourcing this dinner series. She says she's like, it's going to be free. She won't be making money off it. But here's my mm-hmm. biggest question: She's under house arrest, so she's in this apartment that she's paying in the East Village. It's like oh, it's like a studio, and it's forty three hundred dollars. New York, what a racket. Anyway, can you have people come over when you're under house arrest? Like, isn't house arrest supposed to be like a solo enterprise? Huh. No, I don't think so. I think you can have people over. Oh, I, I think I, you can. That seems like a weird part of house arrest. I feel like it should be like solitary confinement, but at home, which is like but how my do they, life. They've got an ankle thing on you. But how do they monitor, like, whether you're with people? I don't know. Maybe, like, put a camera in there or something or, like, motion no, sensors. No, I, or... ha- I think you should be able to have people over. You think Maybe there's okay. a limit. Like, once it hits, like, a dozen people, it's like, all right, now you're having a party. And that sounds and I, fun. And you're not supposed to have fun. That's yeah, the whole and point these of dinners, Anna Sorokin, a.k.a. Anna Delvey's party is, like, t- 10 to 12 person seated dinner. That's definitely so, too many visitors at once if you're under house arrest. <laughs> my biggest takeaway, first of all, it's a great point, Julia. My biggest takeaway from this was she was a a con artist in the Hamptons for four years, but she ended up swindling what? What's the number? It's like, like 475. Yeah, it's, it's under just like 000. not that. I'm gonna say I'm gonna throw this out there. Not that great of a return for a con artist. No, like honestly, however, that's like minimum con artist wage right there. That's how much money you know. I need to dig into that a little bit because I think that's like how much money she like that was like accounts received. I think there was just a lot of like no outgoing cash. So she got a lot of stuff for so, free. So it's a gross. So, like, is that the gross number? <laughs> like, I think yeah, that's yeah, just, just like curious. cash. That's liquid. I looked I at that and I was like, that's actually stuff. like, you could get like a job job and just not invent this <laughs> new personality and go to jail and just make the exact same amount of money. I really Wait, want it to be in, you got to get seven figures if you're like create a persona and go to the Hamptons. You know what I mean? It's true. It's true. You got to get at least seven figures and like probably and I don't like mean to disrespect yacht. the value of a dollar. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm not trying to do that thing. Yeah, but for but all the like, work she put in, it would have been easier exactly. to get a job. And like she had to create a whole new person money. and wardrobe and like the whole thing. Didn't she pretend she was like a Rothschild or something? Like what was yeah, it? Yeah, she 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 pretended she was like from a Europe a wealthy European like oligarchical family. So 
You got to uh, come away with at least half a million, Anna. I'm going to say that you are mid as a con artist it, at best. I mean, also, I don't know. I just, I would love to dig into her lawyer's real estate search for her and like who is the landlord oh. that was like, sure, I'd love to have Anna Sorokin, a.k.a. Anna Delvey, uh, under house arrest in my building. Great. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know they the go hell? through your financials when you sign the lease. And I also want, I, I'm also very curious about like the publicist that she hired. Like someone went home and was like, I got a new job, honey. And they're like, oh, what happened? And like, I'm working. Remember that, like, con artist in the Hamptons? I'm working for her. She's doing dinner parties. And I'm asking companies to give us free stuff for her VIP dinner guests. Yeah. And that spouse or significant other is being supportive. But, like, when they talk to their best friend after two glasses of wine, they're like, I can't believe this is what my significant other does for a living. Just now that I've, like, really dug into this, this for is— For Anna Delvey. I would love to like have cam- a camera on Anna 24-7. Like I'd love to see the party prep. I'd love to see the dinners. I'd love to hear about it after. Like this is my new favorite reality show that doesn't exist. Dinner at Anna's. Dinner for 12 at Anna Delvey's. Under my house only, arrest. I love to be like improv style, yes and, but my only note about that is I doubt there will be one single dinner. I'm throwing the under. The over-under on this is at 0.5 dinners at Anna's. How many do you think actually happen? Over-under. Under. Under. Yeah, never Who's attending? Like, Who are these VIPs? It's like CEOs and influencers. I'm like, what are you, what? Would would you go if you were invited? Absolutely, 1,000%. I'd go there early with a gift. Yeah, I I mean, come on, but I'm me. I would love to go. Like, (laughs) if if Anna's publicist is listening, food news is available. We would like to attend. be fucking there. There. I'll bring a gift. I'll bring a candle. Yeah, I will bring the food, whatever you want. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Sounds great. All right, next. Heist news. If I've learned one thing for doing this podcast, it's that the Europeans just love wine. Their relationship to wine is so intense. Great point. It's a great, point. It's a great like, point. I don't think I really understood it before. Like, there's a reason. And the reason I don't like California wine, I don't think it tastes good. And I know why. It's because we don't, Americans don't have the relationship that Europeans do. And it's just like, it shows because this latest heist is in Spain again, where like 150,000 pounds of wine was stolen. Like, that's really hard to get. I, I mean, again, logistics. How are people doing this? Oh, well, I read the article. This restaurant looks amazing, by the way. We'll discuss that in a second. Yes. They went to the adjoining building after hours and put basically a hole in the wall, which was brilliant. It's like the Italian then, job. That's that's what they did in the Italian job, but they did a hole in the ground. It was gr- I've never seen movies. the Italian job either. Oh I know that won't surprise you. No it's idea. I've never seen it. Jacoby, I don't even know like what it's about. It. I can't even do like a plot it's summary. I have no idea what it's about. It's a heist movie None with Mark whatsoever. Wahlberg and Charlize Theron. It's really is good. Food, is food involved? <laughs> I like food heist specifically. There's one champagne scene, but anyway, okay. carry on. <laughs> Mimosa, Tropicana. And I will say that <laughs> They, they 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 knew what they were doing. They scoped it. And I also thought this must be an inside job because who else would know exactly where the wine was? However, this restaurant experience sounds fan-fucking-tastic. You sound don't great. just go and get your table and sit down. There are five steps to the dining experience. First, you visit the cocktail bar where you have a bite there and a drink. Don't you love this five-step dining experience? Here, yeah. go to this place, have a little bite, it's and like a have a drink. Progressive party. And then you go down to the wine cellar, where you select your wines for the meal. And the wine cellar, for those listening, you obviously don't see the pictures, it is beautiful. It looks like it is well-designed, it is beautifully lit, it's got like a tree 
pole thing in the middle, which reminds me of the school they did on the WeWork fictionalization thing, which is very weird. The WeWork school, yeah. Yeah, the WeWork school, whatever. We learn whatever it's called. And then, like, so then after you pick out your thing, you go to a chapel in the wine cellar where they have sherry wines, and then you go to the kitchen, and then you sit down and dine. That sounds fantastic. However, during these five steps, little did the proprietors of this restaurant understand that people were scoping the wine cellar before they were eating their meals. This is the Italian job meets Ocean's Eleven meets Food News. This happened at Coke yes. in, Mad- in Madrid, and I want to go more than ever, but probably they had someone like in Ocean's Eleven like pretend to work there to really like, it was like kind of an inside job, but really just a con job. And yes. I, I feel bad for them, but this restaurant looks awesome, and I hope they recoup their money uh, and their wine. It really did make me feel like more restaurants should have different chambers. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I just came from Disney World. So like, hey, wait in this area and we'll play you this video. And then you go to this thing and then you do that. And then you go on the actual ride. It feels like more restaurants should be like, this is the cocktail lounge area where you wait while other people finish their meals. If you've got a seven o'clock reservation, like it just feels like there should be different stages and dining experiences that really excited me for some reason. Well, it's more of like an event. It's like you're going on like a, like a, a real like trip. It's not just a meal yes. out. And I feel like after COVID or we're still in COVID since I had it last week. We all go out to restaurants like as our main entertainment. We need to spice it up a little bit. Let's make it more yes. interesting. How you feeling? Post-COVID, we good? Uh, yeah, still like a lingering cold, I guess. I don't know. I'm fine. Whatever. I'm just pretending it never happened and moving on. So um, that's what we're all doing with COVID, by the way. But let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> let's move on to the taste test. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Technique with Tom. Slicing an English muffin with a butter blade? Boulder Dash. Just pull apart with your hands and marvel in the nooks and crannies splendor. For each one is unique like a snowflake. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25000 miles on, I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, Tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Jacoby, what do you got this week? 
This is a fried chicken sandwich taste test. Now, some would say, you are three years behind this trend, my guy. We all remember <laughs> when the internet was completely taken over by spicy chicken sandwiches. Like, the internet was held hostage for a week by spicy Ten chicken sandwiches. Minutes. One of which is going to be one of the debated chicken sandwiches. I have a Popeye's chicken sandwich here. Spicy. I love And I Popeyes. also have a Dave's Hot Chicken. Now, producer Mike told me that Drake is involved in Dave's Hot Chicken. It's I think I had a dream thing. about Dave's Hot Chicken. I was like stressed about work last night and I have really literal dreams when I'm stressed out. And I had a dream that I drove past Dave's Hot Chicken and it was like a really like fancy sign. It kind of looked like the slutty vegan, but it was Dave's Hot Chicken. And I was like, fuck, I forgot to get chicken. And I was like really worried about my contributions to this podcast. Oh my God. This podcast is like literally the easiest 30 minutes of my week. <laughs> Easily. This is like, this is like, this is like me sitting in a hot tub smoking a joint. Like this, that's how chill this podcast is for me. The idea that you're stressed out about this, like, and we really need to talk. Okay. <laughs> like, I'm a stressed person. Okay. You really are. Like, this is the least stressful work experience I think I've had in my entire life, Juliet. Talk to well, one of my I best friends wanna... about food for a half an hour. Literally, they stop us after a half an hour. Okay. I strive, I strive, much like LeBron James, I strive for greatness and I want to be part of the chicken experience, but I'm not. But anyway, you are, you're having the Popeyes one. How is it? Popeyes is really good. It's also downstairs from our office. So we should go be going more often. Mm. Although uh, I'll need you to follow up on how you're feeling in two hours, kind of like chicken man, but you're having two bites. So you've got to like that Popeye chicken sandwich. Didn't wow. get into the pickles. Oh, Pickles is one of the most crucial parts of genuinely any sandwich. I like, I add pickles to basically every sandwich at this point in my life. I will say, I had higher hopes. Wow. I'm not a big Popeye's person. Okay. I've heard a lot about this chicken sandwich. It's a good chicken sandwich, but the crust on the fried chicken breast feels fake and thick. Huh. It doesn't have the spice that I was looking for. Now, if you look... At the Dave's, the Dave's look dramatically different. The Dave's remind me a little bit more of like a Gus's Nashville vibe. Like it's got a much darker um, look. What's the bun situation of Popeye's versus Dave's? Popeye's, what's a larger? Dave's is more of like a, a, I would say the Dave's is like either a very small burger bun or a very large slider bun. It's somewhere in between. Is it, a, is it a potato bun from Dave's? It looks like It feels like, like Dave's is a potato and Popeye's is more of a traditional bread vibe. A potato bun is one of God's greatest gifts on this earth. So that's going to that's gonna kick Dave's up a notch, I can tell. Where is Dave's Hot Chicken? Did it just open in New York? Mike is oh, saying wow. yes. Oh, wow. Jacoby oh, wow. likes it. Oh. Ooh. Oh, wow. Totally different experience. Oh, Dave's by a, a landslide. Wow. A landslide. Oh, I want to try it now. It's got, oh, my God. It's got... There's um, coleslaw in here and pickles, and it, the flavor is not just in the sauce; it's also um, in the actual like chicken crust. The difference in color can really tell you. Like Dave's has like a maroon mauve vibe, whereas <laughs> Popeyes looks a little bit more oof copper. I would Popeyes say Popeyes seems sad compared to Dave's. Oh my god, like, I'm having another bite. You feel? Wow, mm. I'm so happy for you. I can't wait to try that. I love it. I mean, a chicken sandwich is like one of the best things there is out there. Fried chicken sandwich. What's the sauce situation on Dave's? Hot and delicious. And it comes with a side of sauce as well and extra pickles, which I love. It'd probably be too hot for me. I just did some research per producer Mike. Dave's major stakeholder in Dave's, Aubrey Drake Graham. 
another st- stakeholder in Dave's, Samuel L. Jackson, Uncle Sam. Oh my God, this is great. <laughs> um, can you parlay this into Drake coming on our podcast? I'd love to eat yes, with Drake. Yes, I absolutely can. I absolutely can. <laughs> okay. He'll, next week, tune in. You know, I will Drake- also say that I had no idea Dave's Hot Chicken existed. I'd never heard of it. It's it's really good, Juliet. I haven't tried like, it. These are, like, this is not fair, this competition. This is not even close. Dave's is good. Well, Popeye's, I mean, their fried chicken is really good, but their sandwich is not necessarily, like, the thing. So maybe we should do it in the future. We can do Dave's versus and see how some other famed chicken sandwiches stack up against Dave's. I'm into Dave's, man. This is really okay. good. I Listen just want to know where it is. Mike, can you please tell me? Columbus Circle area. Oh. Wait, you went there today? God, you work so... Do you, do you thought Juliet was stressed out about this podcast? And... Mike does actual work. He got off also, the train, got the chicken, got back on the train, and then brought here. It's basically like climbing Mount Everest. Here's here's the biggest testament to Dave's. It still tastes good, and Mike brought it from like several miles away. Which I didn't want to like, mention that part, but the flavor carries. Dave's Hot Chicken Plays. I've never heard of this place before, literally today. Wow. This thing is good. Good. All right, I'm checking it out. Great, so you're my parents. We'll check it out together, perhaps. Although we're not really a spicy family, as discussed ad nauseum on this pod. <laughs> All right, let's get into personal food news. I just did another bite. <laughs> I know you're like me. This is usually how, how I react to a it's taste good. test. I'm really happy for you. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> um, last night I went out for dinner. I ordered a glass of wine. I ordered some seltzer. I wasn't really into the wine, but like I pretended I was into it. I just poured my seltzer into it to save the night. I was just like, I'm going to get through this wine if it kills me. And the way for me to do that is by pouring my seltzer into it. And I did. And then I finished my wine. Interesting. I went to a French restaurant. I'll do a very, this is my personal food news. Very brief personal story. Okay. Went to a French restaurant. I was from a yoga class. I had electrolyte water, which is like purple, right? Mm -hmm. I put purple powder in the thing. And I put that into a glass. And the lady at the French restaurant was like, oh, you water down your wine. That's what I do for my kids. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, she's like, yeah, I just like, I just put it like wine, like, you know, equal parts, wine and water. That's how my kids drink again. And she was French. The relationship that the Europeans have with wine just, just cannot be matched. It cannot be matched. It starts young. It's so intense. Um, I need to share one other tidbit that I meant to text you guys. Uh, I went to my favorite bodega last Sunday morning. I had needed to get a Gatorade because I was getting over COVID. But don't worry, I was wearing a mask, everybody. I walk into I walk into the bodega. Goodwill Hunting. Goodwill Hunting is playing with a sound on. <laughs> like, it's a pivotal scene. They're having, it's a fight, the fight scene between Will and Minnie Driver's character, Skylar. And he's like, no, I don't love you. And he's like breaking her heart. And it's just playing in the bodega while I'm getting a Gatorade. It's and in some the other morning, guys. right? First of all, yes. you put this on close friends Instagram, which I'm, I always want to look at other people's close friends lists. Uh huh. Like, how exclusive is this club? You know what I mean? It's, how many people are seeing that post? I can't disclose this on a podcast. I can tell you about it God offline. God damn it. Okay. <laughs> we'll take this offline. But anyway, I'll make my personal food news very short. Incredible. Because uh, we have to move on to listener food news. Is uh, I do, I order seamless a green juice and a ginger shot in, for breakfast in the morning at work. And if you're thinking, oh, like Jacoby's healthy. No, it's because I like drank 14 beers the night before and I'm trying to balance it out. But the ginger shot varies so much in the cayenne and the lemon and the ginger. Like sometimes it's like, oh, this is orange juice. And then, excuse me, Dave's hot chicken burp. <laughs> Yesterday, 
it was just straight cayenne pepper and ginger, and it was impossible to drink. And I really want to get behind why this product varies so much from the same place. Ariel, research it. Slash Michael, research it. Two minutes. Let's get into some listener food news. Thank you to everyone who called 646-STU-138. That's 646-783-9138. You can call it STU-138. First of all, Maddie has alerted me to the fact that the Northwestern Burger King, which used to be open 24 hours and where I used to get chicken fries, has been demolished, and I'm devastated. Thank you for telling me, Maddie. That's a real loss. Sorry for loss. your loss. I'm sorry for your Northwestern. loss. <laughs> um, sorry for your loss. It's almost Thanksgiving, people. And on that note, we've got a query. Hi, Julia and Jacoby. This is Julie from New York City. And I just want to know if you actually enjoy eating turkey on Thanksgiving. I feel like the turkey is always super underwhelming. So my plate on Thanksgiving is strictly sides. And my friends and family think it's crazy. Anyway, love the pot. I look forward to it every week. Bye. First of all, thank you so much. It's really nice. We appreciate you Shout listening. And I hope that Julie is watching Jalen and Jacoby because this was recently discussed. Right, Jacoby? Yeah. At Thanksgiving, uh, turkey is wildly overrated. Agreed. There's a there's no other sort of meat that I eat where I'm like, oh, I must put at least six ounces of gravy on top of this to make it palatable. It's a tradition, so we do it. Last year, Joey said, we're doing two chickens instead of one turkey. Guess what? Way better. Way, way, way better. The only turkey that's acceptable to me is extremely processed, boar's head, cold cut turkey in a sandwich. That's the only way that I will eat turkey. We. That's it. Turkey is not a good food. Everything else at Thanksgiving outclasses it by 30 far. seconds. Agreed. There's a Listeria breakout outbreak with uh, deli meat right now, though, so lay off the sliced turkey for now. Um, agreed. No. We're a meatloaf family. One more query from a listener. Hit it. Hello. My name is Joseph. Long-time listener. First-time caller. That's my brother. I live in Colorado. No, it's not. A lot of wonderful breweries and microbrews. So my favorite like beer is Bud Light. I find myself sometimes embarrassed or mocked when I go to parties with a six-pack of Bud Light and other people ask me why I'm drinking it, why I'm drinking water. So I guess my question for you is, do I need to feel ashamed for a product that I truly love? I'll hang up and listen. Joseph, never be ashamed for being yourself, Joseph. Never. You know, don't worry about it, Bud. You know what? I love Bud Light. I do too. Bud Light's a great beer. I like two types of beers watery domestic light beer or like the way opposite end, which is like hazy IPAs. You know what I mean? I don't like, know what a hazy I IPA love, is, but sure. I love <laughs> domestic light beers. I love them. Me too. I also like a Mexican beer, like a Tecate, Pacifico, mm. Corona. I like a Cerveza, but um, Bud Light's great. It's very drinkable. It's great for getting the job done of getting drunk if that's the job. And you should never feel shame, Joseph. This is great. We support you. I mean, maybe in... Also, I feel like in Colorado, like, they drink a lot of shitty beer there. Like, Yeah, no. Colorado's a big craft beer thing. Well, like, they take well. their beer very seriously in that state. And that's why I think Joseph is a little ashamed of his Bud Light habits. But Joseph, you're hearing it straight from Juliet and Jacoby, um, food journalists. Do you, Food man. influencers. Do you. If you want to drink Bud Light, <laughs> Drink Bud Light. Whatever makes you happy, Joseph. In the immortal words of the great DJ Polly D, I do, I'll do me, you do you. Wow. On that note, food news is over. Thank you to Mike Wargon for producing this episode. Thank you we'll to DJ Polly D. Thank you to DJ Polly D, who I think is a guiding light for me all the time. And we'll Always. be back next week. Cabs are here.
This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 